Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is writer-director Seth Savoy, and we're talking about his brand-new movie, Echo Boomers. Welcome to the show, Seth. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to you about this movie. I absolutely loved this movie. I loved everything about this movie. And when I thought, this was your first film, right? This was, yeah. This is my directorial debut. Excellent start. You're going to have a long career in Hollywood because <laughs> this is so well Thanks. done. I mean, and I, and I say that. I was, I was kind of nervous about it. <laughs> you're nervous about it. Well, I have to just tell you, you know, I don't say that lightly. I watch a lot of movies. I see a lot of independent films. Some are better than others. Um, but this one, I really thought everything about it, the production design, the acting, the way you put this film together, the way you intertwine the stories, it, it was, uh, it kept me on the, you know, the edge of my seat. And even though you kind of knew what was going to happen, but it was just so well done. So well done. So I was, and when I found out Thank this was you. your first movie, I was more, even more impressed. Well, you're very welcome. I, I, you're very, very welcome. I'm going to tell everybody to go look for this movie. You, this, we'll talk a little bit about what this movie is about. Well, let's, but one of the things was that you actually, um, presented this right at at, at this and at, at the Sundance Film Festival and won an independent pitch comp- competition. Let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the story kind of started in 2013 and I had kind of just graduated from Columbia and I was I was leaving school and I realized that there's no shortage of filmmakers and um <laughs> And so I kind of found myself not really knowing what to do. And, and I felt this pressure of like, you know, as a creative making your first piece, which is always kind of nerve wracking. Um, and I was kind of in this weird area where like, I kind of didn't know what to do. And, um, and weirdly enough, I kind of felt like this, this kind of, I was upset that I had all these student loans and I couldn't, uh, and I couldn't pay them off. And then around the same time, I started seeing these headlines in Chicago newspapers about these college kids that were busting into homes. And weirdly enough, like I, I could understand why they were doing it on a personal level. And uh, and I just understood it. I understood this angst and this rage that these kids were feeling because I was feeling it too. And um, and so I just kind of took that and ran with it. And, um, and we took it to Sundance and it won that pitch competition. And then, it, it you know, it takes a long time to get a movie done. And especially at this level, you know, I wanted it to be a, I wanted it to be an indie film that felt like a studio film. And that's really and hard. You <laughs> yeah. And you succeeded. Yeah, I must say I that. Think, you think. definitely succeeded in, in making it not feel like it was an, I mean, some films like feel like an indie film and, and, and this one did not. This looks, feels like a major studio film. So you succeeded doing that. Yeah, Go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. And yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, I just, I also wanted to make a film that was a, a really smart film. And, you know, it, it's interesting because you, you look at how people interpret your film and, and uh, it's really kind of great because, uh, you know, a lot of people get it. A lot of people just totally get it. And it's really refreshing to see. And, and I wanted to make a movie where, like, the characters' motivations a hundred percent thought out and they are poorly justified and they are kind of BSing 
this whole thing. And and it's, it's been really great to see that people get that and people kind of get the commentary behind it. So, so now let our listeners know what the plot of this film is about, because I'm sure they're very curious after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Echo, Echo Burners is about these, uh, it's about five uh, post-college graduates from Chicago who find themselves in debt after they've graduated. So they start taking U-Hauls out to these really nice suburbs of Chicago and they bust in and they steal as much as they can to try to kind of even out the system. And there's much more to it than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, and, and it's it's interesting, um, you know, thinking about this, it, it's, there's the boomers. I mean, I, I'm a boomer. So there, there you go. I'm a boomer. But so, so it's a different, you know, obviously it's the generation that the boomers spawned uh, <laughs> that, that, that sure. are the echo boomers in this film. And I was thinking about it because so many, and I guess the millennials, um, I guess that's what you want, this is what this generation is called, the millennials, um, that, you know, that they've been through a lot in their short life so already, you know, with 9-11. And then you had the economic turndown, which was the you know the greatest recession that we've had since the depression in the mid two uh, thousands, and and then now we have this incredible pandemic that's affecting everyone all over the world, and then affecting people economically and then socially and all kinds of things. So this film even is more timely in a way because of that, and you can feel why so many young people feel the angst and. Um, um, feel hopeless in a way, I would think, you know, because when you look I at agree. it, especially now, yeah, I mean, really like now, I mean, I think a lot of people feel hopeless, no matter what generation uh, you are from um, during this particular, this past year, and what looks like we're going to have at least another year of uh, more of the same, and just sort of mentally preparing, but suicide yeah. rates are up. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. What's really interesting about it, too, is just the timeline in which this movie got made. You know, we were uh, originally, we kind of had a completely different cast in, in 2017. And it just didn't work. Uh, it just didn't work scheduling-wise. We just kind of didn't have the finances put together yet. And I just remember thinking at that time, like, if this movie doesn't happen now, in 2017, I'm never going to be able to make it. It's never going to be as relevant. Uh kind of running along those lines and then now looking at it today it's just kind of unbelievable the stroke of luck that I've had with how relevant this film is today and it's you know it's kind of sad uh, that Gen Z is starting to feel these troubles that we're talking about in this movie and it's, it's funny because everyone I've talked to that generation specifically uh, is is taking to this movie which I find really interesting yeah I, it, it, you know and you're sometimes when things don't happen in the timing we would like them to happen um, sometimes that's a stroke of luck and obviously that was in this case uh, I just talked to somebody else recently that same kind of thing happened and it was better that it didn't happen when you wanted it to happen you know, when that director wanted it to happen so sometimes these things that at the time were devastated when we get those blows and then um, it always turns out for the best if we keep persevering and obviously you did uh, let's talk about the cast because I thought every one of these performances was just really excellent and you know starting with Patrick Patrick Schwarzenegger, which is, we're going to be seeing a lot more of him as the years, uh, through the years, we definitely will. But you have such a great cast, and a lot of these people, I don't know who they are. I, you know, I haven't seen them in many other things, but they were all wonderful. Certainly Leslie Ann Warren, um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, and Michael great. Shannon. Yeah, and she is, and she's been. And I hadn't seen her in anything in a long time. It took me a few seconds to go, "Who is that?" And then I, oh, it's Leslie and Warren in that, and uh, Michael Shannon, who always is excellent. So let's talk about this cast and Alex um, Pettifer. Is that how you say his name? That is, yeah, yeah. You Pettifer. know, it kind of all started with with Shannon. Sh- Shannon was the one who kind of found it first, and his team. Um, his team was really about it, and uh, we kind of had this this great opportunity of like uh, they kind of presented it to me in a way of do you pick the hottest movie stars of the millennial generation today, or do you kind of go this different route? You try to find actors that could potentially be the next Michael Shannon's of the of their generation, and that's kind of the route that we went with um, because I wanted to work with actors that. I think are absolutely genius and, um, and not just use someone for their, you know, for their star level. And, um, and it really worked out, you know, we took a risk on Patrick and, uh, you know, Patrick had done, uh, Midnight Sun and he had done, uh, Daniel isn't real, which are both kind of extreme movies on, on two different ends. And, um, and so, yeah, that, that happened. And, and when I met Patrick, there was just something about him. He's just unbelievably smart. Um, and he gets this, this millennial generation very, very well. It's just, it's just almost second nature to him. Um, and I think that from a performance perspective, he really shined. Like, I think he's the one that, you know, he's one of the ones that stands out in this movie as like kind of a runaway role for him. And, you know, I think the superhero world is going to sweep them up and, um, and, and, uh, you know, we'll be seeing a lot more of him, but, but there were some other picks too. Like, you know, Gillis Geary is the guy who plays Jack, his, his cousin. And, um, and Gillis is just absolutely incredible. Just the way he digests information and the way that he processes it is just so unique. And, um, and he takes it just, he's one of those actors that takes it really seriously, which I personally enjoy as a director. And um, and Gillis and I kind of got to this point where we could we were just communicating just kind of off of looks and hand gestures, and we just kind of understood each other. And and he's someone that I don't think there are many other people who 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 could have played this role, especially at this age. And he just knocked it out of the park. And so I think uh, he's he's the one in this movie that I think uh, you know was an absolute no name who. Uh, I will be shocked if he's, you know, he'll be employed for the next, as far as the eye can see. So, I I agree. I think all of them. I mean, but, but I definitely agree with him. And, and the chem, with that, the way that he, he, you know, he the way his performance makes you constantly wondering: is he uh, to be believed or not to be believed? Is he a good guy or isn't he a good guy? And he just plays at that point. That fine edge where you just don't and your really gut, know and about your gut's the telling you the answer. Yeah, your gut's yeah. telling you. Your gut's telling you the real thing about it, but his words are saying another thing. So it's like this beautiful contradiction that I don't think a lot yeah. of actors could play it, and, and he, he really kind of blew it out of the water. He, he really did. But he there really was some did. Other, and it's kind of. Another, like... yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say this chemi- the chemistry he has with Patrick um, Schwarzenegger it, with his character is really you know great because they're they're in most of the scenes together you know the intimate scenes and the way they played off of each other was really um, superb. 
fun. Yeah, you know, they played yeah, very well together. Really Go ahead. We, I mean, yeah. Haley's you know, law. There's some, there's some other actors in there that are great. Yeah, yeah, like actresses like Haley. Haley is, uh, you know, she's from Riverdale, and um, and she's she's phenomenal. You give her the time that she yeah. needs with the scene, and she starts to really kind of nail those performances down. And she has just like this. Uh, this beautifully complicated look behind her eye that I think really helps the echo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, the, and, and Alex, let's talk about Alex because uh, he, he also was produced this too. Wasn't he one of the producers on this? He did. Yeah. This is, this was one of the first um, movies. Yeah. Movies for his production company. And, you know, if you, if you look back at Alex's career, I mean, you know, I am number four, Magic Mike, I mean, those are just two that were, you know, multi-million dollar box office hits. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like Alex is, is really finding his own in the industry. I feel like, um, you know, I don't think those big studio movies really fit him personally. And I feel like he's, he's really gotten to love this kind of indie world. and He's kind of found his footing in it. And he's one of those actors that is... Um, that just when you call action, he, he just has that factor that just, you, you realize why some people are superstars sometimes. And, and Alex has that. And, um, you know, he was, he consistently always kind of pushed to me creatively, which I respected. And um, I mean, he was, he's great in the movie. You can tell that he has this complex kind of an emotional range that he can pull from. And he definitely has star quality because here's when when I'm watching a movie and I don't know you know it's you know these are not you know mainstream actors that are you know roll off the, your tongue that you know like you know like a Sean Cottery or anything like that but when sure. so when you're watching a movie with somebody that you know is new on the scene I'm always fascinated I always want to make sure I at well, I always believe the movie's not over until the credits are all done. I have to watch all the credits. I always have since I was a little girl. Um, to move so the credits that's, a healthy, that's a healthy exercise. <laughs> it, it is. And, I, and now I just, I have to see it all. I have to hear all the music and see everything that's go, that about the movie because those movies, the people that help create that film need to have their credit and, you know, people see their names. Sometimes it's harder to see it than others. But in this particular, I always want to go see who played who the actor was who played that character and he was one of those he was you know just like oh he's got incredible screen presence and you you know know he's going to be going far and pa- obviously Patrick does and, and Gillis Geary they all, and Haley I mean they all do they, and they they really played well together um, all of their characters they were really um, yeah, you know and, sometimes you know, Jacob Alexander and, and Oliver Cooper the, the two that played uh, Stuart and Chandler um I mean, both of them too. It was it was interesting because once you find actors of that quality and you bring them in there, like you know, if, if I could have had, if a studio was behind this and I could have asked them for two more weeks to just kind of explore their characters, I mean, they were so, they're so good just just from an acting perspective that yeah. you can feel the camaraderie and you can feel all these things that they're layering in there, and, and it's just kind of mesmerizing. Yeah, it, it, I mean the chemistry between all of the because it's uh, all of these characters um, is is what makes the film obviously. But if you didn't have the right kind of actors in those roles, if one person you know strikes the wrong note, because it's like a symphony, um, you know you you're all right. playing together and each of you have your own notes 
that you're playing or instrument that you're playing with. Let's put it that way, the instruments that you're playing with. And if somebody doesn't play their instrument the right way, it can throw the rest of the, the symphony off. And in this case, this movie, and they all really, truly, um, we're just wonderful together, each one of them. And, and you know, it wasn't like, obviously they're standouts, but, um, but each person, there's an, a, enough of them in each of these roles, but each one of them is a standout in their own way. And that's, you know, a lot to be with the writing and the directing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that, uh, I think they just really understood the material and, um, and that it was awesome. I couldn't have been more happy with it. They they really kind of sunk their teeth into it. Well, they they certainly did. They really did. So for you, what was the? I mean, were you actively? I mean, okay, again, Michael Shannon. Um, what was it like directing him on your first feature film? You know, he's so well known and such an excellent actor, and absolutely everything he he's ever been in, and he's been Oscar nominated, uh, and as as has Leslie Ann Warren. What was it like directing? Let's talk about Michael first, and then we can talk about Leslie Ann Warren. Yeah, you know, Mike was someone who um, it, it's kind of intimidating when you when you walk into uh, when you walk on set, and you know, you a lot of the times, you know, I was directing these guys that we were at least the same age. So even though that they definitely, I think everyone had more experience than me, um, it didn't feel as unnatural just due to just due to our age gap being being similar. While you know, with Mike, there's a there's a clear difference in age, and there's a clear difference in experience, and um, and so that was intimidating for sure. But you know, as we started shooting, it, Mike really does. I know this sounds weird because everyone sees him as as this, you know kind of extremely intimidating, always the bad guy type of person. But um, he really does have this calmness to him that is kind of unexplainable and. Um, and that kind of helps me feel comfortable directing them. And, you know, I, I know exactly what I want as a director. And so, uh, and, and I think as an actor, he really loved that to know that, you know, I don't want to try it a million ways. I want to try it this one way and I want it to be exactly like this. I think he really appreciated that. Um, and, um, and so it, I think that, you know, it was kind of this unspoken thing where I think he really cared about me as a creative and I did him. Um, and you know, I'm sure we'll work on another one together. Wow, that's pretty amazing on your first directorial, uh, your debut, uh, movie to have that kind of clarity about exactly what you wanted with this film and to have an actor of the caliber of Michael Shannon who was, uh, who understood that and, and, knew that that was the right way to go because, you know, as he's worked with so many different directors through his career, he certainly could have said, well, hey, kid, what do you know? You know, <laughs> he could have. And, and, and seriously, there were there were a ton of moments where, like, I was asking I was asking him to do something unnatural or that might have been wrong. But he let me make those mistakes. And he realized that he's and, and I, I think that's what I love about him as a actors that he looks at himself as a tool of the director mm-hmm. and um and and that's really strong and i think you know through this process i've learned that that's the kind of actors i want to work with mm-hmm. exactly exactly uh, so leslie, leslie, though, leslie was really interesting yes yeah yeah because we um 
you know, we, we were really looking for someone for this role and we were kind of going back and forth on a ton of different people. But, and, you know, honestly, at first I didn't quite uh, just, and this is going to show my age, but I didn't quite understand who Leslie Ann Warren was from a, mm-hmm. from a standpoint of how fantastic of an actress she is. It's just like, I feel like this millennial generation, there's just not many movies that she's been in that, you know, they would call her relevant. But once you start doing your homework on her, she's absolutely phenomenal. Like it's, it's just uh, kind of breathtaking how she performs. And um, so, yeah, we, we ended up getting her and, and she, it was interesting because she didn't, like she, she was, she, she understood the material, but I don't think she understood the message that it was saying while we were doing it. And kind of throughout shooting, she began to really learn what the message of this movie was and kind of the statements that it was making. And, um, she loved it. And, and, um, I was just kind of blown away by how kind she was as a person and how easy she was to work with. And, and that's another great example of an actress who like, really trusted me. Like I could tell him that the, or I could tell Leslie that the sky is green and she would believe it for me. And I think that that says a lot about her as an actress. Oh, definitely. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. What was the most difficult part of shooting this film? Um, Probably just the amount of days that I, uh, I had, you know, I, I feel like, um, I feel like I'm very blessed to kind of have shot the size of budget that I got to shoot, which was, you know, a little bit bigger than most small indies. Um, but I think I've, I could also make the justification of how much bigger and larger and better uh, my next film can be with a little bit bigger of a budget. And so, you know, just the time restraints of like only having, you know, three weeks to shoot a movie is just like so unnatural. It's so draining. You know, you're working 16 hour days, but you're so involved. It's just. Uh, you, now, I, I saw in the credits, this is one of the reasons I like to watch the credits, you shot, shot this in Salt Lake City, correct? <laughs> Yeah, I shot part of it in Salt Lake. I shot three weeks in Salt Lake, and then I did uh, one week in L.A., two and a half weeks in Chicago. Okay, so you did go to Chicago for some of the exteriors. I used to live in Salt Lake, so I was like, oh, my my old hometown. (laughs) So Yeah, yeah, um, it was was really important to to kind of, uh, you know, Salt Lake was so accommodating to us, but it was really important, too, to kind of have that Chicago feel and, um, you know, a lot of our investors were from Chicago. Chicago Media Angels is a massive kind of investment group here. And, um, you know, the, the Film Commission is always fantastic. And I'm really trying to make Chicago this, this uh, it's so easy to make a movie here. And um, I'm just trying to, like, kind of shed some light on that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. What, what are you working on next? Yeah, so I'm kind of taking quarantine to just kind of take a step back, kind of live in the moment and enjoy this release coming out because I feel like a lot of people forget to do that. Um, but um, I've kind of gotten back to writing and, and I think what, what I'm going to do next is I'm, I'm being extremely careful. I, I don't think I'm going to just jump into the first project that offers me something. I want this, I want this second project to really say something about me. And uh, I really want to care about it, and you know, I want it to be one of a kind piece, just like Echo. And um, and so I've been I've been working on kind of like this completely original franchise that I think the studio is going to love. So we'll see. Great, wonderful. Well, I look forward to your next film very much so, and I would love to have you back on the show. But meantime, 
I highly, highly recommend everybody find Echo Boomers. It's out on VOD and digital it now. It is. It's on so Amazon you- and it, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's on Amazon and iTunes. You can get it just about anywhere. Great. And I tell everybody, please, please go find this movie. Well, thank you. Congratulations on your first film being uh, a hit out of the ballpark right, right off the bat. And I look forward to watching your career, Seth, very much so. Thanks, Jan. Yeah, thanks, Jan. Let's definitely do this for the next one. This was fun. I really enjoyed this interview. Great. I would love to have you back on the show for sure. You can listen to The Jam Price Show whenever and wherever at thejampriceshow.com or on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Jam Price Show, and you can like us on Facebook, The Jam Price Show. Thank you for listening. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies.